Hello to all our listeners tuning in to Let's See You Succeed with First Community Credit Union. I'm your host, Katie Neal, and today on our podcast, we're going to learn more about Credit 101. Our podcast guest I'm excited to have join me today is Carrie Lick. Carrie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me. I'm excited to, to have you tell our listeners more about what credit is and how you can check your credit score and all that fun stuff. But before we dive too much into that, do you want to just tell our listeners who you are and a little bit about you and what you do? Sure. Um, My name is Carrie Lick. I work at the Fargo South location as a financial services officer. I have over 20 years of experience in the financial services industry. I have a degree in banking and financial services. I'm a graduate of the Dakota School of Banking and a certified credit union financial counselor. I'm currently in my role. I provide personalized financial services for members through consumer loans, home equity loans, home equity lines of credit, Visa credit cards, as well as deposit products such as checking, savings accounts, IRAs, and HSAs. Perfect, yes. You guys in your role as, as loan officers have a lot of responsibility and a lot of products and services to know. So. Kudos to you guys for having to to know all that knowledge and helping our members with all those different things. So as I talked about earlier, we are going to be learning more about credit. And I think this is a really important topic because so much of what we do in the financial industry, a lot of it is, is really based off of credit. And for most of us, even like myself, before I started at FCCU as a young person, I had no idea what credit is. I had no idea what kind of credit score I had or the, you know, I knew it was kind of important, but I, I really didn't know much about it. So I think it's just important for people to know what is credit and and why is it important, Carrie? Well, good question. Um, Credit is the ability to borrow money with the understanding that you'll have to pay it later. Creditors like lenders and merchants grant credit based on their confidence you can be trusted to pay back what you borrow. And creditors who consider you worthy of their trust, you're said to be credit worthy or to have good credit. So creditors will look at your credit history, which is your record of borrowing and repaying funds as a first step in determining whether to issue credit. And why it's so important, well, good credit is so important because if you plan to borrow money for like major purchases, such as a vehicle or a or a home, good credit can mean better interest rates and terms on loans and credit cards or even allow someone to open an account. Lenders aren't the only ones who look at credit. Landlords will check your credit when deciding if they'll rent uh, an apartment to you or determining if a security deposit is required. Um, besides landlords, insurance companies will check your credit, determine how, um, how to price your insurance premiums. And lastly, you know, potential employers may check your credit to make hiring decisions. Yeah, that that's a lot. I guess I didn't even realize or I kind of forgot about that employer can check your credit too. So that that's an interesting one there too, to just be aware of all those different things from housing to your employer to even getting a basic loan. So how then is my credit calculated and, and how, how do those people go about pulling that in and figuring out like who, who figures out what our credit score is? Sure. So, 
you know, unfortunately, the credit bureaus do not share how your credit is calculated because it's propriety, propriety information. But it is known that the calculations incorporate five major components with varying levels of importance. So the first one and the most important one is payment history. That, you know, that is the record that demonstrates whether or not you'll make your payments on time. It accounts for about 35% of your credit score. Payment history appears on your credit reports from the three major US credit reporting agencies, TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. Now, the history that's considered comes from your credit card payments, installment loans, such as a car or a mortgage payment. While all three reporting bureaus gather information about your payment history, not all creditors send all information to all three bureaus. So for this reason, the information on your reports may be different between the bureaus. The reason this aspect of your score carries such a big weight is that it best reflects whether your risk in the eyes of the lenders. If you miss a payment here or there, it will have a negative impact. The second one is the credit utilization one. Um, this is the percentage of your available credit that you have used. Um, the lower the ratio, the better. So this accounts for 30% of your court credit score. So this looks at your revolving debts like credit cards and home equity lines of credit. Having a small amount of debt won't damage your score, but, if you, but you don't wanna max out your credit cards if you're trying to improve your credit. The general rule is to keep the amount of debt you owe below you know, at least 30%, ideally 10% of your available credit limit. So how, like if the number is different with the, with the potential different credit bureaus, like they just go by one overall like combined number or how does that part work? So what it is, is like I said, they don't, like they don't share their calculation, but it really depends on which creditors do report to that bureau. So not all, your credit score is not gonna be the same across all three credit bureaus. They could calculate it differently. So that's one thing to keep in mind. Okay, so how do I check my credit score and how do I, like does every person have a credit score or how does that process work? Well, after taking, you know, the other five, you know, the other three components, um, which would be like length of credit history, which is about 15% of your credit score, new credit inquiries, that, that counts for about 10% of your credit. And then the last one is type of credit or credit mix that accounts for about 10% of your credit score. So when you take a look at those five major components of your credit score, um, you know, you can take that into account. A mathematical formula is used to determine what your score should be, the higher, the better. The credit score is a three-digit number that is based on the information on your credit report. The credit report range is from 300 to about 850. And anytime you apply for a loan, the lender is required to disclose your credit score along with which credit bureau provided it. However, you can receive one free copy of your credit report annually from all three credit bureaus at www.annualcreditreport.com. Now, the Fair Credit Reporting Act entitles you to one free credit report per year from each of the three credit bureaus, like I mentioned earlier, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. So when you go out to that website, it will provide you uh, just a plethora of information that's being reported under your name and social security number. It will provide, when you pull and ask for that report, it will provide all your previous, your current name and all your previous aliases, if you had like a maiden name or if you go by your middle initial. It also provides current and previous addresses, phone numbers and employers, 
your date of birth, your spouse, your co-applicant names, all your accounts, your revolving installment loans, such as credit cards, real estate loans, student loans, consumer loans. It will show the account, um, when it was opened, your status, your credit limits, highest balances, um, how long that closed account will be on that record before it falls off, any original and current balances. You know, it has so much information. And however, they won't provide a credit score. If you do want to obtain your credit score, members can purchase their credit score via different websites like www.fico.com. Okay. So if I go out there and check my credit score, I've heard that it can actually hurt me if I check my credit score too many times. Is that correct or is that false? Well, it, it's, it's, it, it, is, um, it is true, um, but if you check your credit for free, you know, annually using that www.annualcreditreports.com, it will actually help your credit score by monitoring it. However, um, a hard credit inquiry or called a hard pull can negatively affect a credit score, especially if you had a series of these hard inquiries in a short period of time. Typically, your credit reports will keep record of your inquiries for about uh, two years worth. However, it's only negative impact for the first year. And then going back, you might hear a soft pull. That also can occur when an employer or a landlord pulls your credit history as well. But soft um, credit pulls do not affect your credit score or count against you in any way. Okay. So how often, like if, if you can do that, that free check yearly, is that what you would recommend people do then? Yep, I do uh, recommend that, especially if you're trying to build your credit, um, rebuild your credit, or just to check to see if there's any identity theft. Um, if someone is taking out um, loans um, in your name without you knowing. That's a really, that's a really good point that there, there could be that and that could really hurt your credit in the long run. So that's, yeah. you may not know you even have identity, you know, that is happening to you until you see your credit report or if you're notified when trying to you know apply for credit or even get a call from a debt collector. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a, that's a very good, important tip to remind people of. So you had said earlier, there's, there's a range for, for credit scores. So what would you say is like, what is a really good credit score? And even what do you see across the board a lot? What's, what's an average credit score? Sure. So good question. Now, typically there's two types of credit scores. Um, you'll get a FICO credit score or Vantage score. Now, FICO is one of the most common types of credit scores, which was originated by the Fair Isaac Corporation. And a FICO score that is above like a 680 is known as an average or a good score. Um, a FICO score 780 or higher is, you know, is excellent. It's a really good rate or it's good score. 56% um, approximately of the population have a credit score of 700 or higher. So, so that's really good, you know, news. Um, but anything below probably, you know, a, a 600, you probably have poor or maybe limited credit. Um, so you might be scoring less than a 600. Um, just like FICO scores, though, the, the Vantage scores are also used by lenders. And these credit scores were developed by the three credit bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. So how would you say this is going to affect me then? If I'm below that average, is that 
going to ruin my chances of getting a loan or is my interest rate just going to be higher or how would how would that affect a person sure having a poor credit history or a low credit score can seriously impact you financially one thing that can happen is you could be denied for a loan a, you know a home a housing apartment or even a job or you know or you can be approved for a loan but charged a much higher interest rate so a low credit score indicates to lenders that you are a high risk borrower and they may not be willing to lend you money. Okay. So if I say I have that like below average credit score and a person's trying to rebuild that credit, if you know, if they're in a hole, how do they do that and how do they go about getting it up to that average or, you know, above that 700 range? Yep, there is steps that you can take to build or rebuild your credit. You know, if you're trying to establish credit, I would consider applying for like a department credit card or a secured credit card offered by your financial institution. The second step would be pay your bills on time. You don't want to be 30 days or more late because that can significantly impact your um, negatively your credit score. Pay off debts, keep balances low on credit cards and other revolving debt. You don't necessarily have to close unused credit cards, keeping them open. That does help your utilization, um, credit utilization um, ratio. And then also check your credit if rebuilding, you know, make sure everything's be reported correctly. That's going back to that annualcreditreports.com. Make sure that the information that's being reported is correct. And then get, get caught up on past, you know, past due bills, you know, reach out to creditors or collection agencies and set up payment arrangements. You know, and then if you do, you know, pay off your small balances first and then apply those payments that you're paying to the next smallest balance and so on. Um, and then just keep um, chipping away at your debt. You know, a bankruptcy filing is the single worst thing that you can do um, to your credit. You know, for example, Chapter 13 bankruptcy will remain on your credit report for seven years. A Chapter 7, 11 and a 12 will remain for 10 years. And a bankruptcy can reduce your credit score by 130 to about 240 points. And all other negative or derogatory information will remain on your credit report for seven years. That's crazy. So you had said that, you know, having paying off your credit cards and paying off some of that debt is, is a way to help rebuild your credit. Now, do you help people a lot or or even now and then who come in and maybe need to consolidate that debt and put it on just one FCCU credit card in order to, you know, pay that off and, and build their credit? Or have, do you have any stories about helping people build their credit? Yep. yep. So a lot of people, when they do, if, if they're, if they want to manage their payments because they just have so many payments or they just want to, you know, it's hard to keep track of all the payments to make them on time. Um, debt consolidation is a good way to go about that. So people have used their homes, use their vehicles, use something that they could have as collateral to, you know, consolidate and pay off, you know, plus, you know, if they have multiple debts out there and they'll just consolidate and use something as collateral to help um, just streamline it. So they just maybe have one payment versus five or six payments. And that kind of helps kind of chip away at the debt too. Um, I've had, I, I know I helped a member which they had multiple credit card um, credit cards out there because their spouse was going through some medical issues and and they just started using their credit cards to cover costs that they incurred with medical you know for medical expenses and they ended up using their home their equity in their home 
And um, because they maxed out their credit cards, their credit scores were lower, even though they made their payments on time. It's just that they were maxed on their credit cards. So by refinancing all their credit card debt using their home as collateral, when um, down the road, I think they bought something, I think they had to buy a new different vehicle or something, we had to pull their credit again, their score went up like 70 points um, just by consolidating you know, all their credit card debt. So that did help them out extremely well. It helped them financially that they could budget with one payment. It helped them build their credit score. So when they wanted to apply for a different loan down the road, they were able to get in a better interest rate because their credit score improved. Wow, that's quite the story and just goes to show how much we can help those members if you if you are hurting or you want to, even if you're not, if you just simply want to raise your credit score, like people like you, you can come in and, and see you and have them sit down and you can explain these options with them and look at how you can help improve their credit. So that's really, that's really awesome that you were able to help them, especially by 70 points. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was neat. It was, it was, it was really good to see them improve their score by so much by doing that. Absolutely. So you had said though, that they were, you know, taking out different credit cards and maxing those out. And I feel like that's something that, you know, people don't realize that could hurt their credit. So what are some other mistakes that you see that people make that can hurt their credit? Sure. So again, we talked about maxing out their credit cards. Another one is closing out their credit cards. If you do that, you know, obviously it'll lower your available credit, which will, you know, possibly, you know, negatively impact because now you might be maxing out your cards again because you've lowered your um, available credit limit. So if you do need to close out a credit card, close out the one with maybe the highest interest rate that you're not using or one with an annual fee or the lowest credit limit that you have. Also, another mistake that I've seen is, you know, multiple new accounts or inquiries in a short period of time. You know, so again, kind of watch how many times you are applying out there, maybe at dealerships or other institutions, um, because that can lower your credit score too. And then also just the main, another one besides the, the maxing out credit cards is being 30 days or more late on making a payment. I've seen it that after, you know, a 30 day late payment, you know, that can reduce your credit score by 60 to 110 points. So it's very important to make your payments on time. On that, on that same note, what about paying off loans early? Will that hurt your credit or impact your credit at all? No, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, obviously, as long as you sh are showing that you're making your payments on time and you're paying off installment loans, you, you should be fine. The one thing to go back into one of those five categories that I originally talked about is keeping a mix, though. Um, I would always have either a revolving or an installment loan on your credit report active you know, at all times to keep your credit score established. Uh, because if you do pay off everything and you don't have anything reported, you will, your credit score will be, will go away and you'll have to reestablish that credit score again. You said not to close out all your, your credit cards and stuff. What about like, if I just have a department store credit card that I use maybe once a year, is that something that I could close that would hurt my credit or depending on the amount that I have on that or is it kind of just every person's situation different? Good question. You know, it really does. Every person's situation is a little bit different until we kind of take a look and see what's being reported. But the number of credit cards you have and how you use them can direct 
have a direct impact on your credit score. A good rule of thumb is to keep the credit utilization rate to 30% or less, you know, or ideally 10% or less. So in other words, you only want to use no more than 30% of your credit card limit. Any more might have a negative impact on your credit score. And if you're carrying a balance from, you know, if you're carrying a balance month to month, um, a maxed out credit card can reduce your credit score by 10 to 45 points. Yeah, that's a lot. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, 45 points could, if you're applying for a loan, could make your interest rate a whole percentage higher, would you say? Yes, it definitely could, mm -hmm, easily. Yeah, depending where you are on that on that chart and stuff, those little things dropping or, you know, or raising your credit score that much can be significant. So we've we've talked about credit cards a lot because that's something that we often associate with actual credit. And you've kind of talked about how they can help and hurt credit, but do you have any like stories that you can share about any other members or people you've helped in the past or maybe that had a situation where a credit card was a good thing or, or maybe even a bad thing for them? Well, I think with a lot of my members, they don't realize that maxing your credit card negatively impacts them, you know, so I think they forget, you know, you know, that they can't in the eyes of the credit bureaus, it looks like they're living off their credit cards that they can't afford their everyday normal expenses. So that's why it, it looks bad when you max out your cards, because you're, it looks like you're not bringing enough income to pay off your debts. So the main thing is, if, if you find yourself in that position, you know, another thing is, you know, take a look at debt consolidation, are you able to you know, use something as collateral to pay off those credit card debts. Or if you're truly serious about paying off your credit card debts, you might want to look at increasing those limits just to give you a little bit more room so they don't appear maxed out. But again, take it seriously. And, and you know, if you do increase your limits to make sure that you're making at least the minimum payment or more to get those paid down. So just for our listeners who, you know, maybe listening to this, the their understanding of credit still isn't quite quite clear. And just, just to break it down a little bit, when you say maxing out a credit card, do you mean that they, they use their whole limit that month and then they didn't pay it off the next month? Or what, in the eyes of like the credit world, what does maxing out a card mean? If they, you know, if they pay it off each month, then they didn't max it out. Is that how that works? Or can you just explain that a little more? Sure. So, so when you're, let's say you have a credit limit of $5,000 and you charged up everything and you maxed it out. So you have, you've used all $5,000 of credit limit. When your monthly payment comes due, uh, what's ever being reported at that time, typically that's going to show if it's maxed out. So if it, if you can pay it off, prior to your payment date, or, you know, it's, it's, it depends on when they report it to the credit bureaus. But if you are carrying a balance, the, the two important things is make your payments on time. If you can't pay it off entirely, make sure you're making the minimal payment because you don't want a 30 day delinquency. You don't want to be 30 days past due. But if you have to carry a balance, so be it. But again, that is maxing out your credit card using the 5,000 if you're unable to pay any of it down substantially. So again, if you have, let's say, you know, a thousand dollar credit limit, I would not use more than $300 of that. If you have to carry a balance from month to month, I would not exceed that. 
because that would impact your score negatively. So again, my rule of thumb, just only use up to 30% of your credit limit. Um, that way it, it doesn't hurt your credit score. Perfect. Thank you for breaking that down a little bit and explaining it to our listeners. I think another thing with those credit cards and people using them is is rewards. And oftentimes we see that, oh, well, my credit card pays me all these rewards. So people just stick all their monthly expenses on it, like you said. And so I feel like that to me could be a thing that could potentially hurt your credit because you get the credit card with all the rewards. So then you max it out because you think you're getting a benefit, but it actually can be hurting you. Right, right. You know, it's great to have a card with rewards, but if you have, you know, like I said, if you're going to keep maxing it out, I would make sure to increase as much limits as you can to offset that. If you're always going to keep, like, especially if you use one card, it's okay to max it out unless you have another card to offset it. So if you have two cards and they're both a thousand dollars, and if you don't use that one card, but use the other card for rewards, you know, again, if you're maxing it out, you're at a 50% credit utilization because your, you know, total aggregate is $2,000 in credit limit, but you maxed out the one card of $1,000. So you had a 50%. Now, again, that's above that 30%. So you want to make sure that, hey, you want to pay down that credit card down to that 30% level. Um, but yes, you could max out potentially a card if you do like the rewards. But again, you want to make sure it's offset with another credit card with another credit limit that's higher. Awesome. So maybe we can switch gears a little bit. And do you have any tips or advice for parents that want to help their kids build credit before they go out into the real world, if you will? Great question. Of course, establishing a savings or a checking account is a good start. They should understand the importance of saving and managing their finances. Uh, but also knowing simply the difference between a debit and a credit card is huge just so they understand how they work. However, if the minor has the ability to repay, meaning has a job or has reportable income to pay their monthly debt, I do recommend opening a secured or an unsecured credit card or applying for a vehicle loan while they're a minor with a parent or legal guardian. So when they turn 18, they've already built a strong financial foundation because they've already have credit history established. Can you explain what uh, secured or unsecured might be for those people, those parents listening that want to help their kids build credit? Sure. So most of the credit cards that are issued are considered unsecured. You don't use anything as collateral against that credit card. So, so it's kind of like a signature note, you know, it's just unsecured. Um, you're, if something were to happen, the bank could not repossess anything to get their money back. With a secured card, you actually secure it by putting your own funds towards the card. So let's say if you want a credit limit of $500, you would use your own money of $500 and that money would be technically like frozen. So if something were to happen, if you weren't able to make your credit card payments, or you defaulted and you couldn't pay your credit card, the bank could take the other the $500 that they froze to pay off that balance. So of course you don't want that to happen, but that just helps the bank understand that, you know, this will be low risk. If something were to happen, we're not going to be losing out any money. They're backing it with the security of the $500 of their own money. Yeah, thank you for explaining that. It's just interesting to to hear that part. Is there any other tips or advice that even 
you know, I, I say as kids go out into the real world, but even for college kids, I feel like you step onto the campus and at least they used to be able to try to sell you a credit card right away. I know that's kind of changed a little bit, but you know, when you get to college, you're away from your parents and you don't have to worry about some of those things you think. And so I feel like it's easy to, to take out credit cards or to not pay off all your debt and stuff because you're just trying to survive. Is there any tips you can give to college kids? When they get offers, you know, that's great. Again, they could, you know, start establishing if they have that ability to repay um, with the credit cards because it's good. It's good to start establishing your credit history. But again, it goes back to, do you know how what a credit card is, how it works? You know, how is that different than a debit card? Really understanding the product too. So again, it's just talking to their banker, their, their credit union as to, you know, what they have to offer, make sure they understand how it works or talk to their parents um, about it too, to make sure they truly understand what they're getting themselves into so they don't overspend and now they have no way of paying it back. So, but no, that's a good question. I also want to add to um, going back to that annualcreditreport.com. You can also check your minor, your kids' credit reports too. Typically when they're a minor, they should not have any credit reported. Um, I mean, as long as, I mean, if you didn't apply any credit with your, with your minor, with your child, there shouldn't be any credit reported. But it's good to check any, um, when you go to that website, any children 13 and older can check their, their credit the way adults do. And which is recommended to make sure no one is using their identity and social security number to open a fraudulent accounts. So I know that can happen. So I just, you know, that is also a good thing to check out too, to make sure. Um, so when they turn 18, they don't have bad credit because of fraudulent account activity. That's a great tip. So as we kind of wrap up, do you have any just last pieces of advice for people uh, and their credit or anything else you just want to share with our listeners about credit? Sure. I mean, if, if credit scores and credit reporting and all that is new to someone and you're applying for credit, you know, talk to the lender, you know, ask them, you know, how's my credit? What does it look like? You know, we can, you know, we can show you a copy of the credit report. We're not able, unable to provide you a copy, but we can show it to you. We can show, you know, what's being reported. We can tell you what credit score, who we pulled it from. Um, that way you kind of have a better understanding, you know, you know, um, even if you get denied, why did I get denied? Typically lenders will give you the reasons why it was denied based on your credit. And then, you know, that way you can look into it and research it. So if you do have a collection item out there that maybe you weren't aware of, you know, reach out to that collection agency to get that paid off as quickly as possible. Uh, but just being aware of what's truly being reported and make sure that it's accurate. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was one of the best tips is just if you, after listening to this podcast, if you still have a lot of unknown questions about credit and how to build that, come in and see our staff, come in and see Carrie at our Fargo 52nd location, come in and see any of our staff, honestly, at any of our 28 locations, they're there to help you and they deal with this on a daily basis. So they definitely are the people to, to see about building your credit and improving your credit and just teaching about credit. So that concludes today's podcast about Credit 101. Again, Carrie, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Let's see you succeed. And thank you to all our listeners. We hope you join us next time.